Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Really? No, really? Really? And welcome to Really Know Really with Jason Alexander and Peter Tilden. We want you to know that subscribing to our show is easier than cooking crystal meth in a trailer in the desert. Plus, it's totally legal. Which brings me to today's episode with actor, producer, director, and star of Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston. What's the truth about his imminent retirement? Why has he written his memoir and Jason hasn't? What's the secret to crying on cue? And why did he allow himself to be covered in 10,000 bees? Jason and Peter also explore the dramatic ways in which retirement is changing, what the dark side of retirement can be, and you might even get to hear what it would sound like if George Costanza and Walter White hung out together. Really? No, really. All right, I, I, I don't like to start off cranky. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. But I, this whole thing, I, I, I am so off. First of all, the set is different. I, I, I'm, we're not wearing the shirts. And you're on the wrong side. And, and we're doing this. You know why we're doing this? Do you know why we've changed it all up? I do. Why? Tell the people. Camera angles. Camera angles for social media. Social media. Apparently, if I look straight at you, ladies and gentlemen, you'll watch me on social media. If I do this, oh, no good. Lost you. I... May I make an observation? Please. It's coming from a good place. You're not Please. good with change. I'm not good with change. You're absolutely right. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you got to let it go and move on. Dude. And I will tell you something. It is, it is appropriate that I say I got to get out because today's episode is about getting the hell out because this was the really that started us off. It was. We, we what used... I heard. Go ahead. Michael Caine, venerated film actor, Michael Caine announced he's retiring. And I went, really? Really? But he's, so if they offer him $20 million to be Q in the next Bond movie, he's going, no, I'm retired. I'm retired. He's, he's, I can't he's, do it anymore. He's an older I'm gentleman. out. Calm down. Calm down. You're can't like, remember the lines. I think you need to be drug tested. There's something going on with you that I'm not aware of. Also, Brian Cranston announces his retirement, and then I see he's got stippy. I'm retiring, but not totally. Yes. I may show up for a day. How much are you offering? Yes. I, so we and let me to get, add, I know Brian Cranston. And I'm telling you, you're no Brian Grant. Oh, yeah, no Brian Grant. <laughs> Brian is here because we have to get to the we bottom. Need, of we need to get some clarity. I, because my understanding is there's nothing about you where the word retiring comes in. So, is ladies it, and is gentlemen, it just Brian wait one second. Six-time Emmy Award uh, winner, dirty word. Okay. Two Tonys, an Olivier Award, a Golden Globe winner, an Oscar nominee, actor, producer, director, activist, Escal Master. Mr. Brian Cranston is with How us. How are you? Hello, too? my friend. He's, he was great until he has to bring up your Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I could bring one for you. I have oh, one. Oh, Brian, let it go. No, don't I have even. an Emmy. You know what? F all of you. I have an Emmy. Uh, it, it is daytime, weirdest. Me. It's a daytime Emmy. Daytime, yeah, yeah, daytime okay. Emmy. <laughs> it's all right. Sorry. It's not a, it's, it's valid. Yeah, I don't you know what? It. Two wings, two wings, and it holds the ball. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Daytime, but it's, you know, it's important. Yes. yes. So it's good, it's good to see you. By the way, the retirement, please. Was it this? I'm retiring. 
Was it a wink? No. So it so, said, here's what, okay. no, wait, this comes, it, it said, in a profile of, the bro, of Breaking Bad, actor published in British GQ magazine, Cranston says here. he plans to take a break from acting in, two, in 2026, among his plans, going to France <laughs> to spend more time with his wife, who, who's not in France, by the way, no. uh, <laughs> and, and, time and with wants here. to live in a small <laughs> village and dabble in gardening. And I went, now we're talking about Michael Caine. <laughs> but I love, I love also that, honey, I want to spend more time with you, but it has to be geographically <laughs> <laughs> different and advantageous to me, near wine yeah. growing. So what's I, the I, well, I wanted to spend more time with the wife. I just didn't stipulate that it was my wife <laughs> that we wanted. No, um, uh, doing this interview some uh, for British GQ, she's, she said, wow, for the past 24 or five years, you've been working nonstop. And how does that? I go, well, it's been wonderful. I mean, uh, great opportunities. I'm living a great life. And it's terrific. Although I will admit that at times it feels like I could be derivative of my own work because I think I'm kind of running out. I'm being depleted of life experience. So for the last years, you guys know this, if you go from show to show to movie to theater to doing, that's not real life. That's living in a little bit of a yeah. bubble. And so I, I felt like everything is going out, but I'm not being replenished and so it felt like I, I, I need to hit the pause button. These were my exact words. I, I feel like I need to hit the pause button, a reset, uh, to, to just touch ground again and right. take a little bit of a break and then, you know, see what happens. But does that mean selling? We, but, it also said selling the Mescal company. It meant selling the production company. Is that yeah, accurate? Yeah. Let go of that stuff? Yeah. I, I think what's going to happen is, is that I... I we were talking before the show started about the simplicity of life. Yeah. And Peter, you were saying, I could live in a one-bedroom room. Could. I, I don't. Could. And and there is something to that about when we age, we we sense that we need less than we really have. Sure. And we want to lighten the load because it does feel like an anchor sometimes. It does. You really want to get rid of the ballast. And I I would rather have more experiences than more things. And so that's what I'm looking for. And did you, but did, did you say 2020, they quote you as 2026. Did you put like a, I think at this moment I'll. No, I away? said, I'm going to be 70 in 2026. Uh -huh. And as a marker sometime after Around that, there, yeah. I yeah. said sometime after that. And so they truncate everything yeah. and put it out there. And in, in the headline, it said, Brian Cranston's retiring. Right. I never use, well, as you know, Jason, I never use the word retiring. Right. Uh, we're so lucky to do what we do. Oh, I man. Am, oh, man. But but I will tell you, my, my daughter, Taylor, said, Dad, you're never going to retire. And I said, there are circumstances that would, would make me retire. And that is, uh, if, if acting becomes arduous, if it becomes a task mm -hmm. that I no longer love, then I'll retire. If, it be, if I get stressed out and worried and... And not able to retain, and and I'm I'm not having fun. Right, I'm done. Yeah, I'll walk away. Let me ask you something about that I've never asked you because I know Robin. Uh, I mean, we've had many lovely occasions of being together. Robin was a, um, you know, just like you, a good, solid journey journey woman working actor. And yeah. then, I guess when when Taylor was born, did she start to pull back on yeah. that? Yeah. What do you have any take on? on how she has felt about sort of, I, I don't mean to suggest that she's relinquished her career, but she's working less than she probably thought she might have 30 years ago. What was that experience for her? Cause that's a kind of a retirement as well. It was, it, no, it was definitely yeah. a retirement. She did she relinquish. Did. Yeah. She was 39 when she had our daughter and the roles that were coming to her in her twenties, she started working when she was still going to UCLA and working like crazy. If, if you're, if you have some talent and in those days, if you were attractive, yeah. you're working, you better right. be working right. in your twenties because that old adage of they, they chew uh, uh, young actresses up in their twenties and spit them out yeah. in their thirties. There's some yeah. merit to that. And so by her thirties and thir mid thirties, the, the jobs that were, she was up for and being offered were fewer and fewer and smaller yeah. and smaller. And she said, I just don't want to get to the point where all I say is, doctor, your charts, 
you know, and then, and then walk away. It's like, I don't, I just don't want to do that. And so she fell out of love with acting because it was leaving yeah. her and it, it kind of broke up with her. And so she said, okay. And the timing was perfect. She was in this new chapter with our, our young yeah. baby and embraced that and is a terrific yeah, mom. Is. And yeah, a lovely woman. The big thing with, with, with us or with retirement is about purpose. It's, it's fascinating. There's new trends. I didn't tell Jason the age, but in 1900, the year 1900, do you know what the average global lifespan was? The age? At 1900. 19, at, year 1900. In, in 1900. Global average lifespan, probably f- and I 50, 50, 31. 31? And now it's 70, 76. Today it's 76. And what they're doing they found out right. the, the communities that have trees and grass and stuff, when you're a patient in a hospital, if you can see trees and grass, you're out two times quicker. Then you see trees a, and smoke yeah, grass, was, you're oh, even out smoke. faster. In my head, you said it. I was You're thinking, out twice as quick, but you don't want to get up. Is what <laughs> Why does he have his career and I have mine? We're the same person. Because he's, just... look, look at him. Because he's, he's, you know. Well, anyway, what do you, wait, 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 what wait, do you what? mean? Look at what? 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 By that so <laughs> I started what do you mean? Look at him. No, no, no. I mean, what is that all no, about? No, he's as a, as a plaid whole. shirt. Plaid shirt. By the way, may I bring this up? Bit of a beard. May bit of a beard. Do you have clothes that you wear still from any of your shows? Oh God, okay, yes. True or false? Because we're going to do true or false later. Cranston or no Cranston? Is this a George Costanza shirt? It could very well be a George Costanza shirt. How far did your clothing go? But what show? Malcolm? Further back? I had, I, I actually, I did a soap opera 40 years ago in New York. When I first moved to New York 40 years ago. And up until just recently, I actually still had a coat from the you show. And it was like, and my wife's going, what are you doing? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you still have this. It's got shoulder pads. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I have so much George clothing that I think it was either us or People Magazine did a side-by-side of me and, as George and me as me on the street in the same outfit and then did, who wore it best? <laughs> <laughs> you have, well, he has baby feet and baby hands, so he has George shoes. Do. Yeah. you have George underwear? Do you have undergarments that were George? They didn't supply. <laughs> my, my God. Believe me, I had to warn them. There's, a, there's a, a documentary out now called Blue Zones. Have you heard of the Blue Zones? Yeah. Uh, no. And it's talking about living well past 100. Oh, yes, Living I have heard of this. into yes. 100. Yeah. And this guy traveled the world to find out, well, what's the common denominator here? And basically, it's keep moving. It's do not, do not, do not sit down on that couch. Right. Get up and get out right. and keep moving. Keep challenging yourself. Stairs, hills. So they were going to Okinawa and in, in, in parts of Italy and things. And, and there's hills. There. They're walking every single day. No preservatives, mostly mm. vegetables, legumes, and things like that, and some meat. We do it the opposite in America. Sure. Yes. We look at meat and potatoes right. as the main. Do you want a side? They even diminish it by side dish. Do you want a, you want a side dish of a little curry? Broccoli. You know, of a little broccoli, <laughs> yeah, right. a little side dish yeah. of corn or something? No. It's, so it's, it's keep moving, eat a well-balanced meal. And, and, Can uh, I just say something, yeah. though? Um, that's not a life. Moving in, in vegetables is, uh, you know, if I have to check out at 95 moving with, a, in with, with a burger. Uh, Which, you know. 95? <laughs> on the couch. You're yeah. being, you're being progressive father, there. My father mm-hmm. passed away at the age of 91, my mother at 98. Wow. So genetically, and they were worse than me. They smoked. They oh. They did all kinds. They never exercised a day in their life. I should, I should make a hundred, right, Peter? The difference is they didn't or know this stuff. Feel like <laughs> it feels like a, well, yeah. Earl Pomerantz, the writer on a lot of the shows, yeah. used to say, the doctor told me uh, he's got to start doing 10 treadmill, you know, live 10 extra years. He said, it's 10 years of treadmill. Yes, yeah, so, of course. I know Earl Pomerantz. Yeah. So you, so you said, look, I'll act until it's not funny. So Thinking along the lines of what lies ahead, if I said, okay, acting is now off the table. Now what do you do? I, I would be an adventurer. I'd go travel the world. I'd go see things that I've never seen before. Would you, would, do you, in your mind, would you cease to live a life in which you express your artistry? I don't think I could. I think I could take a break from that. Yeah. 
so that I can replenish. But then at some point you have to then let the, but if the I said to you, it cannot be as an actor, how would you use, what would you do? How would you do it? I'd, I'd, I'd start writing, uh, the start. I uh, continue writing. Yeah, actually. He's a good writer. By Maybe. the way, he wrote an autobiography. I know. That was one of the best ones I'm I've aware. ever read. Why are you whispering that? Because I don't want to. Yeah, why did he whisper? I don't want Let to it be known. Do you think I got some of my information about him? I'm aware. I'm aware. What, man did you read the book? Or did, you didn't I read skimmed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> but like Woody Allen he's, said, not, he's not from the I readers. I took Evelyn Wood and I read War and Peace. I think it's about Russia. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have time. He's just coming in. As soon as we booked him, I started yes, reading sure, the damn thing. Yeah, no, I understand. It's a good I know a lot about it. Was fun, it was fun to do. And very cathartic, really. When's your book coming out? Not. Why? You and I have talked about this. We I know we have, but I, I, I'm going to keep pestering you until you write the damn sure, book. Um, an interesting book. I, yes. I have, I have um, some interesting stories uh, that I do tell. Um, I have life, life lesson stories that I tell in, in a show that I do. Um, I, I, it, it comes from a number of things. One is, <laughs> um, I, I, I'm not saying this in a way that um, it, it should be demeaning to anybody. My per personal ego is not up to saying I merit this. Um, I don't feel like my life is that unique or special or important that it should be chronicled in a book and people should read this. That's one of the things. Another thing is, is that I think I'm different from most um, people in the public eye in that I find myself as I get older, and maybe we can talk about this, wanting not to engage with the world less, but I don't want to stand out. I would like to travel with a little anonymity again and observe and participate, not as elevated in any way, but a quieter mm -hmm. journey. And I feel like putting a Putting, here's my story, here's my stuff out into the world would be the opposite, would get me the opposite effect of that. So that's kind of why I don't do it. Are you saying that my ego was so huge? And I'm not saying <laughs> that. It. Was I'm a that was a subtext. That was a I got. <laughs> no. No, I, one of the things, like, I, I, seriously, <laughs> your book, Marty Short's book. Um, Kevin um, Pollack's book was really good. I haven't read Kevin's oh, book. Oh, it's really good. But what I loved about your book was it, and you even sort of set it up this way, was about the, the kind of different life roles that you've played yeah. and how you navigated each of them. And some of them were very difficult and some of them were very joyous and some of them were rather extraordinary. I thought that was wonderful because I thought it, it, it is inspiring people to A, look for those journeys and dare those journeys, but also to navigate the ones that are harder. I thought Marty's book was spectacular because he's had a fair amount of tragedy in his life. Right. And yet he always finds a way to happiness. And I thought that was an important story to tell. I don't personally feel I necessarily have that stuff. Maybe I do. Maybe if someone was looking at my life and said, no, you've got this and this, but I don't feel that, you know, I'm, you and I've talked about this. I always feel, and I'm working on this in my own therapy. When I walk into a room of known people, I go, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> They don't want me here, and I shouldn't. Do you ever feel that, Brian? You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. When I walk into a room of known people, I go, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> they don't want me here, and I shouldn't. Do you ever feel that, Brian? No. He doesn't. I can tell you. He no, really you doesn't. Have a, you, you, it's very funny. There's a, a certainty about you. You have kind of that presence where you come in and you command attention even before you've said anything. You like a big presence when you walk in. I don't. I, well, thank you. I, I I don't feel that I I do it in a in a boastful way. I I want to. In, when I'm fan facing, when I'm out, and I'm, I feel like the more assertive I am, the more I can control that a little bit huh. and handle it, and then move on. Because like you, Jason, I I'm. I want a, a quieter life too in my personal life. When I'm not working, when I'm not promoting, I really want to sit back and not have anything going on. I I like that solitude and quietness and reading and doing things like that. Um, but yeah, I I I was challenged to do that book because uh, my agent came to me and said there was there's a publisher who would like to meet with you about writing a book. Yeah. And I go, what book? <laughs> they go, whatever book you want to write. And I went, really? Wow. Could I write a book? I don't know if I can. Yeah. And that was the, it was like, man, that would be, I'd really find out if I could do this or not. And, um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that, that solitude yeah. of writing and just retelling stories and then putting it in, in an order that had, some connectivity to it. Um, you what like, I, but you like challenge. I, I do, but I, I try to learn from them. For example, when I did a book on tape, you know, the, the audible book, um, it was called the things they carried by Tim O'Brien. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful book. Uh, and two things I learned from that one was I wanted to read this book is about a reluctant, uh, soldier in Vietnam and a, a ton of characters, and I wanted to read the book, but I never did. And then Playtone, Tom Hanks's company, called and said, we're doing, for, for Veterans Day, we're doing a bunch of books related to military service. Right. And we'd like to, to have you read one. And I go, hey, yeah, which, which ones are you? Well, we have this, this, that. Do we have the things they carry? Oh, let me do that one. So I said, perfect. So I read the book. And, and then I recorded and two things that I read the book because it was connected to a job and that triggered a little, a little something in me like, oh, so I don't do anything for my own personal pleasure, but it's okay to do if it's connected to right. work. Hmm. What does that say about me? And I, I really have a lot of reflection on that. The second thing was I'm not very good at doing those narrations. I took much longer than anyone else, apparently. And I discovered that I have a little bit of dyslexia and, wow. and, and I would do a line or two or three or four, a paragraph. And the engineer would say, okay, let's go back and uh, let's do this. You said this and you said that, and you said this. And I, I had no idea wow. that I was inverting words and yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. And I went, wow. So it was a little uh, trepidatious for me to step in and I didn't really enjoy it. I've, I've done a few of them and I have enjoyed it, but for me, it's, I'm, I'm just trying to emulate Jim Dale reading all the Harry <laughs> Potter books. Yeah. It was so miraculous. Yeah. But going back to what you asked him about, what I've always noticed and admired about you, Brian, even before Malcolm, 
um, when we first met, you, you, you show up fully for things, whatever that may mean at the time. Um, it, it always felt to me like you were quite comfortable in your skin and that because of that, you could say, well, here I am, I'm here, I'm available, uh, uh, and I'm present. And pe most people, myself included, uh, that's part of the work in my therapy is to just allow just myself to, to go, hey, I'm okay. This is as full as I can be, and I'm here, and I'm happy to be here, and I, let me participate without, you know, m prejudicing myself <laughs> that I shouldn't be in the room. But you, to my eye, have always shown up fully present. But I think I think that came with taking on that character of I, I took on a, 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 if ever I was in a place where I was not comfortable, uh -huh. I took on the character of a guy who is comfortable. Uh -huh. yeah. um, I got a call from James Corden uh, a few years ago whose wife was uh, pregnant and going to deliver in a few weeks and he was going to take the time off and called and said and said, Oh my God, my wife is delivering now and I have to be with her. Could you come in and guest host, host the show. my show? And I went, yes. Mm -hmm. And I've never done this before. So I go to the studio. I had two hours before we're dressing and getting out there in front of the audience. And I'm in there with the writers and we're putting thoughts and ideas together. It was, it was like doing Saturday Night yeah. Live too. And it was like, and then. Out we go. And before I walked out there, I went, how do I do this? Oh, I've watched Carson all my life. I'm just going to play the character of a guy who's a talk show host. And so that's what I put. I put on the veneer right. and the wardrobe of that guy and right. stepped out. Right. And that, that's what made it happen. If I thought for a second... Brian, you, what are you doing here? What I, Then I couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? So sometimes yes, I do. it's just putting that forward. But the fact and that you said yes, there's no question about what I'm doing. And I know I'm there. Is that accurate? You like to control that situation? Well, yeah. It's uh, just like when we go on talk shows to, to do something, the worst thing you can do is not prepare. Right. If you go on and, and you're just completely blank. So all these talk shows have, uh, you know, producers who are... Uh, uh, producing that particular segment, segment. Yeah. and they talk to you ahead of time. And I'm thinking, what story, what just happened? Where's, where's it going? What can I do? And, and so I have these things in my back pocket. And then when you're teed up and out comes the story right. and every, everybody has a good time and you've, you've done your job. I don't want to go out there blank, but you never get through everything you discussed yeah. <laughs> when you're talking right. about going on a talk show. Right. Yeah. And so I just want to be prepared to do that. And Did so, you do Ferguson when he was on the Yeah. Air? That was the most fascinating experience because nothing we discussed in the pre-interviews right. happened on the air. In fact, it got to the point where it, early on where Craig Ferguson would take his cards and rip them yeah. up and throw them out Yeah, because he didn't, he would just... And I just loved doing a show because he was able talk. to do... That most people think a talk show is is a talk show. It's not. It's an entertainment show. And um, but Craig managed to get both by having a real conversation and still somehow managing to draw out some stuff that was really entertaining. Yeah, it really was. But you said something to me the other night, Jason, and I'm hoping I can share. And if not, we can edit. Okay. We were backstage mm -hmm. at the charity event, right? And you said to me, and I and I embrace this because I think it's a, a wonderful um, discovery. And everyone's felt this. You said five years ago, five years ago, I would have been backstage going crazy, just clawing, trying to figure out, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm about to perform. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm, how am I going to do this? I would have gone crazy. But you said, I'm not, I'm not that guy anymore. Right. And you started wondering, and these words were, ringing to me you said i'm really looking for and finding my authentic self right who was i in those days and who am i really and what am i presenting as performer you sing you dance you act and as a performer that that kind of clouds the jason alexander right it kind of it's it's on the vanguard of what you present and sometimes you you need to strip that away right. and and be 
well, confident that it's just you. You know, what, what I was also mentioning in that conversation is all of us, everybody, but certainly performers, have avatars that we become. And I remember in college, my, my college girlfriend, after being with me for a month or so, said, do you know everybody at this school thinks you are the cockiest son of a bitch in the world? And I went, are you kidding me? I'm scared to death. I, I, I'm, I don't think I should be here. I think anybody's going to know that anymore. I keep thinking they're going to ask me to leave. And she goes, oh, I know that now because I've been with you. But you have an avatar. She didn't say avatar, but she, she, yeah. you have a persona that covers and protects that to the point of almost an arrogance or a cockiness. And I went, I, I am not aware of that. And so early on, even in my late teens, early twenties, I was aware that there were personality traits happening in me that I couldn't account for. I'm sure they were part of my insecurities. Mm -hmm. And when I went back into therapy about seven years ago and my therapist said, okay, you know, cause we had been through it. Dana and I went to therapy. I stayed in therapy for years. She said, what do you want to do? I said, I would, I'm starting my third act talking about retirement. Yeah. I'm not sure I know who I authentically am. And I sure would like to before I get out of here. Wow. And that's what we've been working on. And, and that has pushed me closer to what I feel you embody, which is being able to walk into a space and go, I'm good. I, I'm here because I should be here. I want to be here or somebody else needs me to be here. I can fill this space. I don't have to blow it away. I don't have to blow the walls out. I don't have to be something I'm not. I am allowed to be here and appreciate the moment and the people around me. That is a relatively new thing for me. Well, this is something that I learned about 25, 30 years ago, is to present yourself, to go in prepared, excited, and, and giving the person, or if you're an audition sequence, you, you give it everything you've got without an attachment to an outcome. Mm -hmm. If you go in there wanting something in return, you're dead. But if you go in there going, here's the idea. How about this, 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 and this? No expectation. And no expectation. Then walk away. It's pure. Yeah. It's like, the, 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 wait, 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 wait. Everything changed once I took that attitude. That from an actor's standpoint, I need to go into that room to do my job, not to get, get a job. Not to get the job. I remember you saying that. Well, yeah, that's can, can we, can we, because we're running out of time, can oh. we do... Find yeah. out how well you guys are pretty close. Okay. I know for a long time, but not as well as Jason does. Cranston or not Cranston? I can ask these questions sure. and see if he's right or not. And there's some interesting. You see these? You see these 300 pages? This is what the man does. But and this I is want to tell you something. But else. it also gets me to know you. He yeah. sends them to me and says, "Read these. Don't read these." But he <laughs> yeah. sends them to me and says, "Don't read them." And you don't read anything, do you? I do. I actually have to you prepare do. because otherwise, why do you this, pull the curtain this back? Schmo, <laughs> this schmo will go on about stuff. I have to keep pulling him back to the thing. I it's all the thing. I yeah. saved his ass. It's the raider. Anyway, I, know. This is, I know. I will make him look intelligent. All right, the, so here we the go. The podcast here we go. is all his idea. If it makes me millions, is it Brian or is it not Brian? If I wasted my time. Spent two years traveling the U.S. by motorcycle with his brother. I know that's a fact. I read this book. Okay, but it's fascinating. Okay, all right, all right. Was suspected in a murder case. Yes or no? That the suspect sounds in the murder case. strangely familiar. I think so, yes. As How was well did I, you read the book, Brian? Yeah, I was for five minutes. Five minutes. I discovered a dead body en route to the subway one day, and I called it in, and it was a very strange situation. The person was in a locked car, no signs of struggle, no signs of anything. It looks like a healthy young person sit, sat in a car and died. And um, the police started going, why'd you walk this route? I yeah. go, well, I live there in the subway. You come this way every time? You? And I went, <laughs> yeah. am I? Excuse me. Yeah. Am I a suspect right now? <laughs> but you, there, was a, there was a tinge of, a, of kind of titillation at that moment. Well, like, I, I kind of went, no, this kinda, is kind of cool. Well, you could, could I'm kind of badass. <laughs> so in your case? In my case, it was a, 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 a Chinese cook at a, at a restaurant in, uh, in Daytona Beach, Florida, when I was uh, 21 years old. And he was a miserable human being. So... I and many other people talked about how we'd kill him. Uh, I would chop him up and I would stir him up. He was just a horrible human being. Well, that horrible human being met his demise just as the same time I was back on my motorcycle taking off and the cops came in and said, is anybody not here anymore who talked about hurting or killing Peter Wong? And they, and they said, uh, 
Brian Cranston? No yeah. kidding. So like an APB went out? Yeah, they put on APB. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> but I had no I could, idea. Yeah. I did, you know. Yeah, tooling along. Yeah, I'm Brian Cranston. Gonna take yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Um, was once covered in 10,000 real bees. Oh, on Malcolm, I believe you did that. Yeah, Didn't so you do a I thing where you had a, a okay. bee beard? Was that real or was it CGI? Or you, Look at his face. Look, here's Brian's angry face. I got oh, stung twice. Yeah, I got stung twice. One on the shoulder and one in the Why nuts. Why would you do that? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, here's the thing. When you're covered with bees from your head to your waist and completely covered, and the only thing that's visible is your a little circle around your face, um, the idea of being stung should not come as a surprise to you. <laughs> and it did not. And it was like, so I got stung and I had to kind of move a little bit. And I go, oh, I think I was stung. And and the, the beekeeper goes, where? And he's ready to pre prepare it. I go, in my scrotum. And he goes, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> do they have an EpiPen? Why do you say, this is a man who says yes to everything, obviously. Yeah, I like I liked taking I like taking chances and and and. Trying things that I'm unfamiliar with. In fact, there's a you know the Alexander technique. Sure. Uh, this is the Jason Alexander technique. <laughs> um, no, there's there's no, another not. organization called the Alexander technique, and the one one of the phrases that the uh, the founder uses in that is is this: is that if you only do what you know, you will never do what you don't know, and that. That just really stuck with me. And it's like, it's, it helps me get out. If I ever get complacent, I, it kids me out and keep trying something new. Keep seeing you're when you're going to fail. I'm laughing because it takes me back to the picture of you. you with the, with the bees. It's, it's the yeah. funniest visual I've ever seen. However, I went, he's out of his freaking mind. I mean, I can't believe they got now, Just by comparison, Rene Russo and I, well, <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle, had to run through a field of tall grass out in the uh, uh, a ranch up in, in Northern California. That could be very dangerous, and actually. Before, thank you. Yes. Before we did it, they sent the snake wrangler through. Oh, my who God. Who pulled several rattlesnakes out of our path. 40 minutes later, they go, okay, we're good to go. I go, you don't want to <laughs> send the snake, the snake guy through? Send again? in go, the snake. Well, he cleared the path. I go. And the memo went out to the other snakes <laughs> that this path is no good. So it's they wanted to film it in fast motion so it would look like we really ran. I went, you won't need to. Just run it at normal speed. You won't believe how fast these fat little legs can go. All right. So let's do new things. Yeah. How about this? You once spent six weeks learning to roller skate. Well, it wasn't six weeks. Oh, is it, oh you're supposed to guess. I, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he I did this for a reason. He it, bled me on this it, one. It, it wasn't six you. weeks. We had, I had about two and a half, three weeks maybe to before that episode on Malcolm was happening. So I had to quickly get on, on I had board to learn in a week. Ooh. I went to an audition for a musical I eventually did called The Rink. Yeah. And in the first audition, they go, you roller skate, right? And I go, absolutely. <laughs> Never been on them <laughs> yes. in my life. So I rented skates at a store where you had to give them your shoes. Yeah. So now I'm in a pair of skates and I don't know what to do. And the only place I could think of where they're skating at the time, because this was 1984, was... Central Park? Central Park. Yeah. So I crawled up to get to Central Park to where the guys with the boomboxes yeah. were. And I saw two guys and I went, guys... I have to learn how to do this in a week. Can you help me? And they said, well, the first thing I got to do is get those stoppers off your skates. I went, those are the only things keeping me alive. They pulled, they pushed me on my ass, took the stoppers out. Oh. And then legitimately tried to teach me to skate. And I, it was good enough that I could get the job. And then, then we went into skate school for several months, but, but yeah, in a week skate I had to get school. Something. Yeah. They, they put the six of us in the show. We went to the Roxy roller rink. In oh, New yeah. York, and yeah. I will never forget this woman's name. Her first name was April, and I believe her last name was Alan, but I know that's also the character on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> but April uh, was a champion roller skater, beautiful young woman, and she got us in, two, in six weeks prior to rehearsal. She got six guys who had never been on skates skating like that's... champs. We were playing soccer on roller skates. Wow. Yeah. My guy was Fred Talixson, who was a choreographer for that, that show on Broadway that you... Oh, Starlight Express. Starlight Express. <laughs> and he was terrific. And he got me going. And, and I could, yeah. do you could do spins do yeah. and shoot the duck yeah, and the whole thing. Shoot the yeah. duck. Oh, yeah. I remember shooting yeah. the duck. Now I feel yeah. left out. Really well, left out. Yeah. Um, he is or is not a military code breaker. 
a military code breaker? breaker? You can break the military code. See, here's the thing with your Just stupid answer quizzes. the question. Why would you even put that on the table? Amazing, I'll was, tell you why. I'll tell you complete what. Horse crap. Yes or no? Yes. No. Complete no. horse crap. No. It's complete horse crap. You know what was? Catch this. This is no wow. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash was a, a, a military code breaker. In fact, it's reported he was the first American to hear news of the death of Joseph Stalin. Johnny Cash. Huh. Right? Like, whoa. Um, I had to walk cry, that line. Can cry on cue. <laughs> can cry on cue. Yes or no? Brian Cranston? Mm-hmm. Well, who else? He's sitting here. Who else would I be I, I, I would imagine you can. Yeah, well, if he's, he's tearing up it. right now. He's doing it. <laughs> you know what he's thinking about? Driving here. Um, we used to, on the soap operas, uh, the, the, Look at that. The, the, yeah, the, the now, women. Do you do it physically or do you do it by uh, wow. memory? Or? Both. It's a both oh, wow. physical thing. And, and the physical part of it, the women on the soap opera who, you know, you're, they would call it a cry day. I have a cry day on Thursday. And so they would start hydrating, hydrating, and you just get really hydrated, and then you put your mind to it, focus, and then bing, bing, it starts coming. Magarabi, I saw an wow. interview where they said, uh, can you cry on cue? And she went, sure. And they said, can you do it now? She said, which eye? <laughs> which eye? Did he, did he or did he not meet Charles Manson? Yeah, I did read that, that you were on the Spawn Ranch taking a horse riding lesson. It's exactly like, right. Yeah. It was ex- exactly right. <laughs> Charlie. Wow. And... and you found out afterwards that he was Charles Manson. No, it was he, creepy enough. But it was creepy enough at the moment. At that moment, it was very creepy because he was high as a kite on horseback, and he was being um, his reins of his horse were being held by someone else, and he was just undulating on this horse, but he had no control, and he was just flopping around <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing. And he had the blackest, blackest eyes. Yeah, everything was black about it, and his hair down below his shoulders and he was just wow hey kids let's go for a riding lesson at the spawn ranch spawn ranch wow um okay as we said a lot of written about you it's not accurate does does this man actually have a project assessment scale where he has a numerical system for deciding on roles he takes things he's going to do well that brings us back to michael kane with which we began this thing the michael kane once said how does he decide on a role he said if i open a script and it says the tundra, a frozen wasteland. I'll put that script down. <laughs> if it says, Nice, a gorgeous, sun-filled beach, <laughs> bikini-clad women splashing through the waves, I'll make that motion picture. <laughs> I'll make that so motion picture. So do you picture. have a, whatever the equivalent would be, the Ben Franklin ledger sheet, where you have the pluses and minuses, and at certain tally, you go, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I, 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 it's, uh, it's, it's called the CAP system. Like it's the Cranston Assessment Project. Uh, yeah, and I do. I had to, uh, I, during the great good fortune of, of uh, things happening uh, for me, uh, the energy that an actor puts out in trying to find work is matched with the energy, if you get lucky, of the energy coming at you for work. And it's the better place to be, of course, but you're still trying to figure out what you should do. And I had to come up with a system that, that valued these, these things and not be taken in. So the amount of money that was being offered is never on the system. The money is relative to me. I'm not money motivated. I don't, I don't want to be poor, but it's not something that motivates me. So if I'm retired and I've got plenty of dough and someone says, you want 20 million to go to that? I go, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay. Right. I, I don't need to do that if I'm, but what's on there is first and foremost is the, the quality of the writing because to, to me, that's the foundation of all performance art is, is how well is this structured? What is the story? Did it move me? Is it, did it resonate? Is it important? And those, it went, if I react to it strongly, uh, I'm in, um, I did Little Miss Sunshine. I had one day on Little Miss Sunshine because I reacted so strongly to reading the script. And I went to the directors and I said, I, I would love to be in your movie. And they said, we already have Greg Kinnear. We already have Steve Carell. There's no po- part for you. And I said, what about this, this character who is the book agent for, for Greg Kinnear, uh, Stan Grossman? And they go, that guy works one day. And I said, perfect. And so I did that movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone I've talked to loved that movie. Uh, 
And so what I realized from that is they were giving me praise like, oh my God, you were so good. You were great in that movie. And I was like, huh, uh, the, the part didn't warrant that at all. Right. And I realized, oh, I'm in the high tide. You, you attach yourself to really well-written material yeah. and it lifts you yeah. up. But you use it, like I read it, you used it to decide on what apartment to rent as far as distance and that you use it for other things. Well, I, I, I do take <laughs> into consideration. Guy. Yeah, 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 there yeah. you go. Yeah, I, I do. I, I didn't realize that until recently that I have a numerical kind of system for things. Uh, and yet yeah. you still came here, which is really amazing. I guess we... we well, it was, it was on the you know, low toss end, up, toss but up, toss I had nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other thing. That yeah. was the other thing. All right, the last one on this that was That was Robin saying, get out of that. Has yeah. this man tamed a lion? Tamed a lion. Has he ever tamed a lion? All right, let me think. He was not in Born Free. He's, he's not... He hasn't done the Gunther Gable Williams story. <laughs> <laughs> Tamed a lion is not the same as being in a thing with a lion. Go ahead. Tamed it. Trained it. Took it from wild beast to domesticated Boy, now cats. you're expanding. Really going, uh, really going deep on this one. Yeah. Wow. No. He did not. That was Christopher Walken. Okay. <laughs> Christopher Walken actually <laughs> That tamed. makes sense. Is that, yes. the, is that the best that Christopher Walken tamed a lion? There was a lion. See, you can do it too. We had yeah. Polygon. He, Literally, he, I got to hear He's trying no. to teach me how to do it. A lion. lion. You know, what? I, what when you're doing Walken... What you have to do is listen to Kevin Pollack do it. Right, that's the way. And then just mimic him. He said that the secret to doing uh, uh, Christopher Walken was to take uh, one syllable word and make it two. Noah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Have you ever acted with him? No. I, I'd that would like be a trip. To, would that yeah. not be a trip? Yeah, I really would. Because you have to, to be on your toes. Because toes. Because <laughs> you don't know when he's going to stop a sentence. Yeah. That's a terrible Christopher Walken, yes, by the way. Yes, it is. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> really Worse than mine. I feel better about myself. <laughs> so, and that's why I do it. I'm here to make people feel better about themselves. Screw you, Brian Cranston. Nice guy or not yeah, nice guy? Yeah. So, Resting mean I, face. Don't forget. So <laughs> before you go, I realized something about the two iconic characters. Even though George Costanza was in a comedy and you as Walter White were in a drama, your characters had a lots of things in common. Would you like to hear? I would. Comment? Okay, I so... Would. First of all, both steal. Walter White stole a Volvo, a Volvo to get home, right? George stole a, uh, a, a hat from somebody's apartment and a clock so he could get back into the apartment. I have, with no, a, me I have no memory. Of this. Okay. I have no memory. You both poison people. I you, did slip a guy on Mickey. No, you're also son of Jesse Pinkman, and your wife died on the show with the with envelope. She was poisoned. His so wife Susan, the, your wife-to-be. Right, but his wife didn't die. Walter White. No, I mean he's poisoned wife. someone. I said you poisoned someone. Oh, poisoned oh, someone. Yes. Poisoning. Okay. You both yeah. have aliases. Yes. Right. Heisenberg. Art Vandelay. Right. Right. Sure. Right. You both fake being disabled. You you I'm fake being, being in a, a fugue state. Fugue state. Yeah. Yes. George uh, had a cane and realized he could access to the private bathrooms, etc. If he used it, so he played dis disabled. Yes. Right? All yeah. right. You're both impatient. You lashed out at Skylar. You said, right, right now what I need is for you to climb down out of my ass. Can you do that? Will you do that for me, honey? <laughs> and George said to Gwen, who's trying to break up with him, you're giving me this, not me, it's you. I invented the not you, it's me. I mean, so very similar. And both of you were robbed. You were robbed and managed to keep $9 million. He was robbed of $8 million in a wallet by a woman who tied him to a bed. Because that's all he had on. Pretty amazing, right? I wonder if there's it's some kind of... It's virtually the same character. <laughs> the same character. So what I'd like to do is an exercise. Though, yeah. This, you know, this would be really interesting. But, you know, in a way, I should have had six Emmys. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, is it true? Is it true that they were looking at possibly Matthew Broderick for Walter White? They were looking at everyone. Steve Zahn, uh, Matthew Broderick. There were several different people that they were looking at. And it, it, it was only because Vince Gilligan... Uh, was my champion to get this because I happened to do an episode of the X-Files where he wrote that episode and the character he wrote that I played was a despicable human being. But despite that, you still had some sympathy for him and you didn't want him to suffer. And he felt that that was the foundation of where he wanted to take Walter White, that despite the wickedness of where he would go, 
people would still ascribe to being in his camp. You know, just as a great tribute, if I may, to how I really know how the business works and what things are going to go and what are not. I don't think I've ever told you this. Brian and I were doing a play together around the time he was doing the pilot for Breaking Bad. And he very casually said to me, yeah, I've done this pilot. If it goes, it shoots in New Mexico. And, you know, I'm probably be spending a lot of time in New Mexico. I said, what's it about? He said, well, I play a chemistry teacher who's uh, dying of cancer. So to provide for his family, I start uh, cooking crystal meth. And I said, yeah. Hey, don't buy any property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want to. He's not the guy to buy yeah, for I, am not, I, I would not be the guy to, or, to oversee your, your cap system. I would not be that guy. But if you read that script. I would have been blown been away by it. Of course I would. Of and course that's, would. that's, that's and the difference. And by the way, okay, so I got so two iconic yeah. characters here. I just want to see, because you could cry on, on cue. How quickly you can both get into that character. How quickly you can get into Walter White and Jason can get into George. Three, two, one, go. Well, I just Say have my to, name. I just have to put on glasses. He has to shave his head. That's not Walter White. That's, <laughs> it's that's, not Walter White. That's Walter. That's not Heisenberg. And first of all, why Heisenberg? Why Heisenberg? And, what, and what's with the hat? Yeah. What was with the hat? You talk a lot, little man. I'm, I'm scared. I'm supposed to be scared now, right? I don't live in his world. Blue meth. Was the blue a mistake or did you plan that? <laughs> did it come out blue and you went, eh, let's leave it. Came out blue. Why not? By the way, I would watch the George Costanza uh, <laughs> Walter White interview show. Can you imagine those two together? If, if Jesse Pinkman would, yeah. had been George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, the other thing you both had going for you Increased hair loss. Anyway, thank you for coming. Ah, God, you're it's such. That's it's hard. The note you know you what's amazing out about on, you? Huh? I look at you. The hair, and, and even that's though, what you went out on. That's what you decided was the little filigree you needed to put on the interview. Ooh, the hair filigree. Yeah, has to do with retirement. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I thank you for coming in. The amazing Thanks, thing about you is I always see you as a nice, warm guy, loving guy, and it's it's He's I so can not. never relate to you as Heisenberg. <laughs> it's so hard. Even when I when I saw you with the head shaved. It's so hard, and then you watch that character. It's such a disengagement. You did such a job with that character. It was so truthful. And so, so oh, thank you. honestly, that guy, that it's hard to connect you to that it's, character. I'm telling you, the writing is the key. Everything. It leads you, and, and sometimes you look at a script like that, and you go, don't mess it up. Just, is it coming back again? Because Malcolm's coming back again, right? You're doing a Malcolm reunion? We're talking about the possibility of doing some something where they are 20 today. years later to see what this family is up to because the boys now and Malcolm are all grown. And so they have their own lives and things like that. So it's kind of curious. Very cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for all the stuff. Can I tell you, I'm going to end it with one other thing too. Um, I hope in, in my own way that you find the time that you want for you. And I pray to God that you never stop being a storyteller because you are, one of the best I've ever seen. Mm. There is nothing you can't do. And you are one of the guys, and I'm lucky to know a few of them. We're lucky enough to know a few of them who reach a level of extraordinary success and everyone around them goes, yeah, yeah, good. I appreciate that, man. You're Thank you, my you're, friend. You're a, a great pal, my Thank friend. Thank you, man. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity. It's designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals to help cover unexpected expenses, plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. In other words, it's like getting a paycheck for life. We'll say that again. A paycheck for life. Guaranteed. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's the Parity Flex annuity. And it's one more example of their commitment to creating a better financial future for women. One where they feel empowered, not excluded, and ready to take on whatever their next chapter holds. Gainbridge believes financial flexibility and security are things we all could use more of. At Retirement Income You Can't Outlive is the ultimate flex. Who's with us? Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Please visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, for product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information. We brought him in because Michael Caine's retiring. We want to talk about how artists retire. Can an artist retire? He's not retiring. Yeah, it was a bit of a BS thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm retiring, and then he said, however, I'm not. Why did we even well, have him he in? Did, well, he did say, which is big. He's selling the, the liquor company, selling the production, yeah, the production no, he's, company. He's going to, I see where he's going. Yeah. I totally get it. Now, first of all, let me ask you a question. Would you, I, I know you can't because you need to work. Constantly. Yes, I could retire. So I, far, I could retire. You are so far financially you, underwater. <laughs> I, I could retire, but then you would be fading many, many people. <laughs> but would you ever retire? No, Can no, you I'll ever tell you what, honestly, doing? and you know this, I could have cut back and done a lot less and, and sure. been, been fine. This is, I did this, A, you know, I, I create always a, a vehicle that we can see each other. Sure, yeah. Because if not, you'd be off doing whatever you're doing. I'd be off, we'd be best friends who don't see each other because sure. we're busy. So this was a and joy. I, by the way, the downside of that is... Okay. What okay. okay. You know, maybe I'll let it. I uh, see comedy. Then, comedy. Then, but then, when when alert me to the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comedy. Um, but but why would I do that? We get to meet Cranston, and we get to meet scientists. We get to meet the top people. This is this is the, as good as I'm always. So been, you wouldn't do I was, it. I was always been for no. All right. Let I'm me let me pitch it another way. Down. Yeah. Is there? Could you ever th- imagine a, a a scenario? Right. So now you get to be anywhere, have anything. And and participate in anything where you would go, I no longer, if I can have all that, so, yeah, I no longer need it. What would that look like? If you, if you could devise the place where you go, I am content here just being, I don't need to do anything. What would it look like? What's funny is I could, you know, honestly, if I hit the lottery today. Yeah. I would retire to a beach, like on the beach somewhere, beach but I know what right? I'd be doing. Yeah. By the end of the first week, I'd be looking to open a bagel shop. I'd, I'd be looking to do something. I couldn't see just being in reading and sitting by myself. And I, not doing I understand. I, I, you I often think about f- five or six years ago uh, during COVID particularly, and about a year before that, I felt like things were slowing down significantly and the, the calls weren't coming. The interesting stuff wasn't coming. And I looked in the mirror and I went, you know what? I really enjoy making my pottery and I really enjoy almost more than anything else. I enjoy teaching. Because and I thought, you know what? I had a great run. Thank you for a wonderful career. I don't need to work anymore. I'm going to teach. I'm going to make my pots. I'm going to be with my family. And my life is good. So I understand a scenario. in I couldn't do nothing. But that gives you purpose. But, but I would you get up purpose. every day to yes. go, let me talk to some students who want but to try purpose. and understand yes. craft. Yes. And so a different kind of purpose. But I think the, the only people I've ever met who are miserable in retirement are the ones that go, I play golf every day. And they do, and they enjoy that. But it, it isn't quite the next challenge. Because they have or, schedules, or, but they don't have stuff. But, uh, uh, all these new communities are cross-generational, and they give you things to do. They're right. trying to be communities that are developed. Because it used to be we locked older people away, and you just waited for them to die. Yeah. Now they want to be out. They want to do more, and they're creating communities with that in mind. Let's go before we wrap to, to Google Hunt and see what he has to say about our Brian Cranston. Our friend Brian Cranston. Yeah, what, yeah, what, what well, do you think? What, what well, we yeah, he's not retiring. He's, he's taking a pause. Yeah, right. But listen, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, when you do those things, you might have some sort of epiphany. And and I think what you guys have actually been talking about is, is, is what the modern definition of retirement is. It's not just being in a room and watching television anymore. And so... I put together a, a list of, of, of a few things that people do do and, and basically go into retirement with intention versus 
stopping whatever the work was. Yeah. Okay. Adopting a pet, something to care for, establishing a routine, working part time, teaching, as as Jason said. One of the things that actually, and this is sort of a strange one, especially when you're talking about older people who are retiring, becoming an online gamer has been shown in research that that can improve brain function and memory in older adults. So, you know, maybe you want to do a little Twitch thing. But um, I oh, did I'll want be to twitching. Throw... My friend's grandmother, is, you should see her on Grand Theft Auto. She can blow people away. Kill that bit. Kill him, kill him. If Frogger is still a thing, my, my yeah. character on Seinfeld was a master Frogger, Frogger player. Maybe oh, I, my yeah, gosh. Right. We should do, do, you still, do you still yeah. have that box? Do you still have the arcade thing in the house? I mean, yeah. if, you, if you saw the episode, a truck took it out it, as I was it. wheeling it across the street. Right, well, well as long as the battery is still yeah, good, right? right. Like, you the motherboard is still good, yeah. Exactly. But here's some, some hobbies. I know, uh, uh, Jason, I know you have the, the pottery, and, and, and Peter, I, I know you have... Well, you, yeah, he has his yeah. instruments. Guitar, he likes guitar. to play yeah. his instruments. He likes them. Yes, yes. So here, here's a few. I'm just going to throw out some ones that maybe you hadn't thought about. You could learn to play chess. Geocaching. Geocaching is a thing for a lot of people. What the hell is that? People. Geocaching. Uh, it's like a worldwide uh, treasure hunt. You like go into the woods and you find something that's buried, like what a am buried I treasure. In the how am I? Like, well, I it's know. on it's a map. Thing. Then how hard it's on a map. Is there is it virtual or is there real stuff that's It's burned? real. It's like you use virtual technology, but it leads to an actual thing. Oh. I understand. Everybody knows there's a thing buried in the woods. They go and get the Everybody's thing in the woods. woods. By the time I get onto the geosite, it's gone. You know what I discover? It's gone. You should have been here yesterday. That was, <laughs> I missed that. That's, our, Son of that's a... our game. Should have uh, been here yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> if we launch, if I we, was so close. If we launch an app, if we launch an app, it's the cheapest app to do because we don't actually have to do it. Should it just comes up? Should have been here yesterday. <laughs> Letter writing, podcasting. Podcasting is yeah, something yeah, we need. We're basically we need, retired. We Let need more podcasts. Yeah, 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 right. Retirement Guess means what? no You're income. We've nailed it. <laughs> you know what's yeah, causing yeah, yeah. global warming? Podcasting. <laughs> the ice caps are melting because there's so many podcasts. <laughs> the iceberg went, you know what? Another podcast? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And the last sure. one, and this would actually help us, uh, puppeteering. Oh, well, that, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm all in. You know what? And if you're single. I'm retiring today. <laughs> if you're single, puppeteering's going to make, it's going to change what, your what life. What does Jim Henson do when he retires? And he his died. Son Brian he died. His son, Brian Henson, runs this company still. He took over the company. Frank Oz, what is he going to do? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Brian, Brian Cranston. Wow. Yeah, he's my buddy, and I, yeah, I tell you, he's man. one of the great people. Great actor, uh, great director, and, and scary a great a good when he guy. goes into the, the resting scary face. The resting yeah, scary face. The resting face. mean face. Ooh. I know. Thank yeah, you. that's why he can't retire. We don't want him at rest. No, children Too run scary. from this man. Thank Too you, scary. thank you, producer Laurie. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, everybody. Going. Announcer Noah. Back to you. another episode of really no really comes to a close i know you're wondering does every celebrity own an alcohol brand well yeah pretty much and i'll tell you who owns what in a moment but first let's thank our guest brian cranston you can follow brian on instagram at x at brian cranston and on facebook where he is simply brian cranston find all pertinent links in our show notes our little show hangs out on instagram tiktok youtube and threads at really no really podcast and of course, you can share your thoughts and feedback with us online at reallyknowreally.com. If you have a really, some amazing fact or story that boggles your mind, share it with us. And if we use it, we will send you a little gift. Nothing life-changing, obviously, but it's the thought that counts. Check out our full episodes on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and tick that bell so you're updated when we release new videos and episodes, which we do each Tuesday. So listen and follow us on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now the answer to the question, why are celebrities investing in alcohol and who owns what? Well, the why is the same why as always. It's money. The global market for branded alcohols is on target to reach $2.2 trillion by 2025. That's trillion with a T. So who owns what? Well, here's just a tasting menu. Wines, John Legend, LVE, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, Chateau Miraval, Cameron Diaz, Aveline, Sarah Jessica Parker, In Vivo, Drew Barrymore, Barrymore Wines, Tequilas, George Clooney, Casa Amigos, Rita Ora, Prospero, Dwayne Johnson, Terramana, Michael Jordan, Sincoro, Kendall Jenner, 818. 
Whiskies, David Beckham, Hague Club Clubman, Nick Offerman, Lagavulin Charred Oak Cask, Matthew McConaughey, Wild Turkey Long Branch, Bob Dylan, Heaven's Door, Drake, Virginia Black, Jamie Foxx, BSB, Vodkas, Kate Hudson, King Street, Dan Aykroyd, Crystal Head, Gins, Ryan Reynolds, Aviation, Snoop Dogg, Indigo, Rum, Bruno Mars, Selva Ray, Lil Wayne, Bumboo, and of course, Mescal, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul, Dos Hombres. And that's just a sampling. By the way, everyone I just named owes us an advertising fee, which can be paid to the Alexander and Tilden Alcohol Rehab Center, which will be opening in about 30 minutes from now. Cheers, everybody! Really No Really is a production of iHeartRadio and Blase Entertainment. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.